once again. Welcome to this edition of Radio Elevate. Been a couple weeks since we've got to hang out with you right there in your earbuds, but we're right back here committed to getting you a new episode almost each and every week. This week, start a brand new series complimenting the series The Chase featuring David and our study on David. But this week, we're going to keep the format just the same as we do just like we do each and every week. Start you off with a little bit of worship this week. We're going to start off with my favorite, Zach Williams, and the song, Old Church Choir. There's revival, and it's spreading like a wildfire in my heart. A Sunday morning, hallelujah, and it's lasting all week long. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? It's the rhythm of a gospel song Deliverance from my enemies 
Worship pastor here at Crosspoint Church. Man, what a great opportunity it is to spend time with you here on Radio Elevate. What a great platform and opportunity that you have to share with your friends and your family the good news of the gospel brought to you by Elevate Student Ministries. Cody and the team have done a fantastic job leading you in this ministry. We're excited about what they're going to be able to do through Radio Elevate. I hope you enjoy it. I know I'm looking forward to it. Join with me as we listen together this new lesson on Radio Elevate. Today we start a new series on Radio Elevate, and we've also started one on In-Person Elevate. Now, you've probably noticed over the last couple of weeks that Radio Elevate has been off of the air, but now we just needed to hit that reset button and catch up a little bit so that now Radio Elevate can be a complimentary piece to Elevate Youth's in-person meetings. We discussed the Sermon on the Mount ever since the start of this COVID-19 epidemic, so we're going to put a bow on that for the time being and start fresh. This past Sunday, we started a brand new series called The Chase, and we're going to continue that each and every week right here on Radio Elevate. The Chase is a study on David, the man after God's own heart. Now, the story of David really emphasizes just how human a person can be through trials and tribulations and mistakes and sin and really everything else we find ourselves neck deep in. David goes through a lot of the same and most of the time worse things in his own life. However, to really get a grasp on the story of David, we have to do a little prequel to the story. Now, I urge you to read uh, 1 Samuel chapters 1 through 15 to get caught up on the backstory of where we're starting the story of David. If you're like me and reading's not really your thing or the best quality you have, I urge you to download the app Bible.is. This app does a great job of reading the Bible to you in a dramatic way. It's more like listening to a play than having to read a book. There's several different Bible versions you can choose from. I personally recommend the contemporary English version because it really narrates the stories that we're studying in the Bible. Now, the prequel to the story of David in a nutshell is that during the time of the prophet Samuel, Israel was ruled by prophets and judges. Israel wanted what the rest of the world had, and they wanted to be ruled by one of their own, a king. Saul was appointed the king, but 
God rejected Saul as the king. Now, we can get into an entire other study about Saul, but remember, this entire series is about David. So for now, we're going to leave it at that. And today, we're going to start off in 1 Samuel chapter 16, and it says, One day he said, Samuel, I've rejected Saul, and I refuse to let him be king any longer. Stop feeling sad about him. Put olive oil in a small container and go visit a man named Jesse who lives in Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be my king. Samuel answered, if I do that, Saul will find out and and have me killed. Take a calf with you, the Lord replied. Tell everyone that you've come to offer it as a sacrifice to me. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice. When I show you which one of the sons I have chosen, pour olive oil on his head. Samuel did what the Lord told him and went to Bethlehem. The town leaders went to meet him, but they were terribly afraid and asked, Is this a friendly visit? Yes, it is, Samuel answered. I've come to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Get yourselves ready to take part in the sacrifice and come with me. Samuel also invited Jesse and his sons to come to the sacrifice, and he got them ready to take part. When Jesse and his sons arrived, Samuel noticed Jesse's oldest son alive. He has has to be the one the Lord has chosen, Samuel said to himself. But the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Eliab is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people by what's in their heart. Jesse told his son Aaronab to go over to Samuel, and Samuel said, no, the Lord hasn't chosen him. Next, Jesse sent his son Shammah to him, and Samuel said, the Lord hasn't chosen him either. Jesse had all seven of his sons go over to Samuel. Finally, Samuel said, Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these young men. Do you have any more sons? Yes, Jesse answered, my youngest son David is out taking care of the sheep. Send for him, Samuel said. We won't start the ceremony until he gets here. Jesse sent for David. He was a healthy, good-looking boy with a sparkle in his eye. As soon as David came, the Lord told Samuel, he's the one. Get up and pour the olive oil on his head. Samuel poured the oil on David's head while his brothers watched, and at that moment, the Spirit of the Lord took control of David and stayed with him from then on. Samuel returned home to Ramah. So the first point that I really want to make about that is this. If we don't follow God's will, we're sure to mess up. We cannot second guess. Guess God. Chapter 16 starts off with Samuel the prophet, who he's mourning. Verse 1 says, One day he said, Samuel, I've rejected Saul, and I refuse to let him be king any longer. Stop feeling sad about him. Pour some olive oil in a small container and go visit a man named Jesse. See, Samuel's sad because the king that Israel had put their faith in, he just wasn't working out. Here's the thing, though. God warned them of this. Israel was ruled by prophets and judges at this time, whom were taking direction from God. The people of Israel wanted a worldly king. The people wanted to be like the rest of the world. There's so many lessons that can be taught just by that statement alone. It's just like I'm sure every one of our mamas has told us. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you have to. That's 100% accurate. 
Ever since the garden, we've been falling further and further from God. And God here is truly offering his leadership to Israel, and the Israelites are rejecting him. So God does what a good leader does. Sometimes being a good mentor and leading is requires allowing a student to make their own mistakes. God does this here. He allows them to pick Saul as their leader. Now, Saul has some excellent leadership qualities about him. He's an excellent military specialist, but ultimately he denies God's guidance and starts leaning on his own understanding of how to lead. Anytime we're in a situation where we're leading, we have to keep our eye on God. Although we may be the head of a project, we're never truly the leader. If we seek anything other than godly guidance in our leadership, we're really destined to fail. Worldly and in the short term, we may see some success, but that success will surely be temporary, especially if we're denying God and we're making this project that we're leading an idol. See, God doesn't allow Samuel to mourn for long. There's another great quality of leadership that God's teaching us here too. In, in verse 1, God acknowledges Samuel's depressed state, but lifts him up simply by giving him instruction. Basically, God's acknowledging that a mistake's been made in Saul. However, God's also acknowledging that he's here to fix that mistake. Yes, initially the faith was put into the world and not into God. And God allowed that. But he also offered forgiveness for that and has now taken the reins and leading Israel to his will so that his will can be done. Hey Radio Elevate, this is Matt, worship pastor here at Cross Point Church. I hope you're enjoying this lesson. I want to give you an opportunity to give to Radio Elevate, a ministry of Elevate Student Ministries of Cross Point Church. You can text the word GIVE to 423-467-5311. That's 423-467-5311. And you can become a partner with Radio Elevate. Enjoy this lesson. The the second point that I want to make here is to know what qualities are important in anybody, a leader or just a person. We've already established that Israel wanted to be just like the rest of the world. You know, we battle that ourselves every day. TV, media, social media, whatever it is, puts qualities of this world in the spotlight all the time. Appearance, talent, skills, anything is used, or anything that is used to glorify an idol and not glorify God, we put importance on. Because of this, we're always chasing after and looking up to things that just aren't important to God. And if it's not important to God, then it's really not important at all. This was no different during the time of Samuel. In verse 6, it says, When Jesse and his sons arrived, Samuel noticed Jesse's oldest son, Aleb. 
He has to be the one the Lord has chosen, Samuel said to himself. But the Lord told him, Samuel, don't think Aleb is the one just because he's tall and handsome. He isn't the one I've chosen. People judge others by what they look like, but I judge people by what is in their hearts. Now, I'm sure if you think back for just a second, you can think of a time that you have unfairly judged somebody by their appearance alone. In fact, psychologists claim that you make an initial judgment on somebody in about seven seconds. Well, first off, we're not called to judge in the first place, but we just can't help ourselves. This is probably something that we do subconsciously, and we don't realize we're doing it, but we do it. Samuel himself is a prophet, someone that is in direct communication with God, and he even does this. His opinion is shaped by the world. When he sees a leave, he immediately believes that this must be who God has chosen because of his appearance alone. Now, by no stretch can you view somebody's intelligence, their motive, or their heart based on their appearance alone. See, God places importance on what is in our heart. Now, keep in mind, our hearts are sinful, but God places importance on our desire to seek him. He understands that we're battling sin in our own heart, but if we're seeking him, then we ultimately look to him for direction. That's going to be completely necessary for someone to rule over Israel. As we continue in our study on David, that's something that's going to become more and more obvious. It doesn't matter how nice our clothes are, or how nice our house is, or how attractive we can dress ourselves up to be. If we don't have God in our heart, then we're not attractive, and we're falling short of God's intentions. The last point that I want to make here is that when God calls, we need to answer. You know, we all have plans. We get this thought in our mind, and it looks attractive to us, and we follow that notion all because we think we know what's best for us. God is real good, though, at changing our direction, and oftentimes he does it without warning. When Samuel is coming into town to offer a sacrifice to God, David's working. As a matter of fact, David was not even attending the sacrifice. David has put more importance on getting his work done rather than being present for the sacrifice. Now, being a king is far from what David sees in his future. God does not always pick the obvious choice to the world. God chooses the person that he's working in their hearts to fulfill the need that he has created. The story of David's not the only place that we see this happen. This happens to Gideon. This happens to Jonah. This happens to Joseph. Unlikely candidates fulfill God's will because, and they're successful because they're following God's direction. Even when they're put up against the wall, and seemingly impossible odds, they're successful because they're doing God's work for God. This is truly being the hands and feet of God right here. Now, this is not a lesson on management, but as a follower of, follower of Christ, you are called to lead. Leading can be management. Leading can be political. Leading can be friendship. 
You don't have to lead a large group to be a leader. And as a follower of Christ, you are a leader on this earth. And it's up to you to lead in a godly way. So ask yourself about people you look up to, whether it be a celebrity or a teacher or really a mentor of any sort. Are they leading you by following God or are they leading you by giving in to the world? The turn that then turn that question around on yourself. And you have to think about who you're leading. Are you leading to a friend? Are you leading to a sibling? Or are you leading to a school group? Then ask if you're leading in a godly way or if you're leading by what the world views as important. Are you following God's desire and God's will for you? Or are you denying God and following the rest of the world? Keep prayer in your heart. Keep communication open with God so that God can lead you in your leadership. You lead by following. Hey, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on this edition of Radio Elevate. You may have noticed the format's just a little bit different this week, but this is what we're going to do uh, moving forward with these series. Uh, we're going to be uh, basically answering the study that we do at Elevate each and every week. If you have to miss a week of Elevate Youth Group there at Cross Point Church, hey, you can use this to catch up. And this is a great complimentary piece to the activities that we're doing at, at Elevate Youth Ministry there at 1148 East Main Street. I hope you can join us this coming Sunday. We're going to continue our series, The Chase, and I hope you can join me again right here next Monday on another edition of Radio Elevate. Until next time, my name's Cody Fair. I'm the youth minister there at Cross Point Church there in Jonesboro, Tennessee. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'll see you right back here next week.